0: hello welcome to another episode of anabase anime this is stony and today we are going to review paradise kiss so stay tuned and we might cry
1: Welcome back everyone hey y'all. Hi. what's up what's up i'm crimson
0: this is ferris and this is stony mm-hmm.
1: yes and welcome again to another great episode of enemies in love we're having a great time. We're keeping our spirits high <laughs> for the <laughs> content. <that is> Are we? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. You going feel the energy right now? No, I feel the energy, but keeping <laughs> our spirits high for the <laughs> the heavy shit we're about to give you. Yeah. Oh, there <laughs> we
0: go. I'm so sorry.
1: No, <laughs> <laughs> i sorry. We're gonna we're gonna cradle our
0: hearts. So while we get
1: into this episode about Paradise Kiss, which I think is an amazing uh, piece of work before we even start, this is my favorite, by one of my favorite authors, so yeah, let's get into it. A little background information about Paradise Kiss. Paradise Kiss, also known as Power Kiss, is a Jose manga series written and illustrated by Ayazawa. It appeared in a serial Japanese fashion magazine called Zipper. Shodensha in Japan collected the chapters into five volumes, and in America, that was Tokyo Pop. The manga ran from 1999 to 2003. Paradise Kiss also had been adapted into a 12-episode anime series produced by Plex and Studio Madhouse. And the anime was released in October 2005 and ended December 2005. Mm. Yeah, I would have been watching that week to week
2: oh i'm glad i wasn't watching that when i was was that uh, age 14. Oh, no. oh my no, god absolutely not
1: and it's crazy because i did read some of the manga about i was that was around the time where I, that was probably like within like 2008 2007 and it was around the time mm-hmm. i would just pick up anything anything manga.
2: yeah mm-hmm. so
1: like i didn't get the i didn't get the story as much as i could have and yes i'm also glad because i would have soaked that up and then been looking like honestly like george we don't need that oh my
0: god i would have been deep in my delulus because girl
1: and let's get into the summary real quick (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) on her way home yukari hayasaka is approached by a weird-looking guy who starts looking at her body intently he's got blonde spiky hair a spike choker and multiple piercings on his ears and face. She wants nothing to do with him and runs away, only to bump into a very tall and beautiful purple-haired woman with a flower pattern around her eye. Yukari faints from shock and wakes up later in a strange place called Atelier. It turns out that these strangers are fashion designers who attend the most famous art school around, Yazawa Art Academy, and their group wants Yukari to model for their brand, in Yaka- uh, yazawa's academy's upcoming show yukari turns down their offer and escapes the atelier but unknowingly leaves her school id behind george koizumi the head designer lady sees it and immediately knows she would be perfect model for them and will not stop until he gets what he wants and he wants her yukari never considered something as beautiful and frivolous as modeling before but could life among these eccentric designers actually prove to be fun or will yukari lose herself in this world of art and passion oh yeah let's get let's let's yeah let's go. just
0: get into it yeah let's go
1: let's deep dive all right so we're going to start <laughs> <laughs> episode 1 starts with like the summary says yukari is scouted by arashi while she's walking down the street arashi is his looks is kind of threatening i'm not gonna lie and it's not There's even just because he was punk it
2: was because he has yeah. safety
1: pins in his mouth and in his eyebrows yeah. Like, yeah. he was like no
2: i'm punk punk he's like i don't get this shit fears i put safety pins in my fucking face yeah, like all he's right dude, homie.
0: he's true to this that's devotion <laughs> right there That really <laughs> truly is <laughs> And plus, I'm just used to seeing guys like that um, where I'm from. I remember in middle school, there was a guy who looked like Arashi, minus the um the safety pin on the fucking lip, but he had, like, spiky hair and it was colored, like, every other day. But I was just like, god okay. damn. Yeah, <laughs> that's <an> aesthetic.
1: <laughs> I mean, not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I think Arashi looks hot, but at the same time, it's like, It's it's alarming. It is jarring. It is jarring, (laughs) especially if if in a culture of Japan where everybody's very uh, uniform in the way they yeah Mm -hmm. the way they look. So especially because she was he was eyeing her really weird, like he was like oh you're hot and then looking her up and down. And I get he didn't mean it in that way, but
2: yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just was like, like damn, right nigga, I don't
0: know you. Like, why you for me? You eyeing all of my thighs and shit? Like, I'm gonna have to ask you to leave me alone,
2: <laughs>
0: y'all. So
1: immediately she runs away, and then she gets she runs into uh Isabella, who's like tall, purple haired, looked like something out of a dream, and then she's like, oh, she's the Grim Reaper, because I mean the way she's dressed too, like like you would, and she's just standing there quietly, not saying. it not really saying much i guess (laughs) she got so scared and overwhelmed and she you you can hear him hold her down hold her down in the back so i think she got so scared she just passed out i'm (laughs) gonna get
2: traffic
1: (laughs) she helped them do that because she just passes out on top of isabella and when she comes to she's in the atelier like they says and that's their hangout where they go you know that's their studio as you would say like not even just Mm -hmm. a hang out their studio
2: it felt very uh Alice in Wonderland-esque like you know you have this person and then she's put in something that's completely alien to her and then
1: I think you know it's not just it's the air of like the studio like the way it looks and also George and them him, themselves look are i think look really mystical in a way it's like they have they really do They, they, are, all they have exterior. their very own unique style and like the way they come together it just feels like a really it does feel like a strange like type of group like i could see why she was like wow you guys are interesting and so she wakes up and she's like well i gotta go and he's like model for us and she's like hell no why do i do that look at you And, you know, they get into an (laughs) argument because he's like, who do you are to look down on me? Like, you know, I pour my heart into my art and stuff. Like, you could have just said no, like you're a bitch. And they argue and then she leaves. And then George, you know, when she leaves, he picks up her ID and he's like, well, actually, she's cute. And I want her to be on this brand and like work for us. So I'm gonna go get her.
3: Mm -hmm. And does.
1: She walks outside one day, just And it's crazy because that later that day, like she was thinking like, oh, like, I wonder what's that about with those guys and stuff, like still thinking about it. And then she walks out of school and then here George is calling out her name, leaning against the school gate, like in a dapper ass suit and with a rose in his hand.
0: Oh, looking so good. Uh,
1: That man. Oh, sorry about my coworkers the other day. (laughs) I hope you can forgive them. Uh, you left your ID she got her hand out he hands her the rose like come on
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> oh like, my god what I was this? folded I'm
1: yeah. <laughs> so sorry I, I probably would have to, but I'm gonna uh, get into that later on Um mm. <laughs> so. and he asked her to come back and he's like well if you want it you gotta come get it and I'm like I would have went too <laughs> so you guys <laughs> oh shit and they ask her to, you know, consider modeling for, the, for them. And she she decides, okay, uh, three days. He gives her three days to make a decision.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's when we get into episode two. While everybody's patiently and anxiously waiting for her decision, she's still caught up in her head, like, well, what was that about? Or oh, Would I ever see these people? She's worried about her studies. She's very um, dedicated to her studies because of the type of family she's from and she's thinking about them and she's still i don't think she's really quite sure and i think to be honest i don't think she was putting a lot of thought in it she was still like "Mm, that's interesting but for some reason i'm I'm interested in them still like it's weird she's attracted, but not and then she looks up to see george sitting across from her in the library and she's like yeah
2: that was crazy
1: (laughs) he he goes oh you study here too like this nigga <laughs> all, right, all right nigga
0: like, he kills okay he kills uh, like, what
1: a coincidence so i'm like all right
0: uh-huh. don't piss me off
1: <laughs> no she <laughs> ate that shit up i would have too she kept looking at him from across the room like why he not coming over here hello she also okay. she, she she wants she's the type of girl like she likes to run and that run and chase shit like and she gets, yeah. uh, she gets caught up. Like she gets caught up because he likes, he likes to chase too, and he likes baiting her. And that's mm-hmm. and that's his his way of like little way of manipulating her. Like it's her expecting him to do things, and him knowing that, and him still not giving her what she wants, so she can like yearn for it. It's really really interesting. And so he's doing what he does best. Oh, I'm distracting you, right? And then he moves across the room.
3: And that she's... shit was uh... so. <laughs> Oh (laughs) like George Georgie (laughs) No
1: for real because Georgie Georgie put in pie kiss the girls and I make them cry. cry. (laughs)
0: Me too, <laughs> shit. Yo,
1: for real. Like she was so she was caught up. Then he leaves, and she's like, "Wow, he left without." Wow, he's just gonna leave
0: me. Leave. Yeah. See this
1: part, I kind of relate to her with, with a little bit because I'm like, I'm all, <laughs> me too. I am also a bitch who feels like a guy's got to chase me first. <laughs> so, yeah, i the same you? way. Be so chased. Like, wow, you know you want me. Like wow, you left. That's crazy. Yeah, you're
0: not saying <laughs> goodbye or like, oh, I'm gonna catch you later. Like, you're fake. <laughs> like, nice fake. <laughs> but then she peers
1: out and sees him in the garden and she decides, oh, you know so what? I'm gonna just go for what I want. And so she goes to hang out with him and talk and whatever. Shares her lunch and they get to talking. And, you know, they have a good time. Then she said, I'll really consider, I'll consider I'm still considering it. She goes home and her brother tells her that the, George called and he told George that she would be at the library and she was like that fucking guy like (laughs) uh but she still liked it though like in her like she was she acted like she was bothered but then she was still kind of happy about it like I don't know she's right
0: okay okay she
1: manifested him stop playing
3: (laughs) um so she knows
1: she I think she somewhat decides uh you know what, I am going to do is since I'm so curious about, you know, him. He's alluring, like, let me do it. And Mm -hmm. so she goes back to the studio to find Arashi and Miwako fucking on the table.
0: I love that. I was like, oh... (laughs) into a kinky sex play
2: (laughs) right and and miwako was so
1: like weirdly kind of innocent about it
2: she's like oh but Ari, she likes it when we do it in other
1: places i'm like girl
0: get it together girl (laughs) arashi's a freak first of all second (laughs) of all miwako is so cute i just she's my i love her
1: yeah i love her too
0: that's my baby
1: she made me get a blonde bust down Oh, for
0: real. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cute.
1: Not a blonde That's one, I mean a pink one. My bad.
0: Nah, I get what so yeah, okay. you was put down. Yeah, see, Oh, the pink bust down's gonna do it every time. Every mm-hmm. single time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cut me some bangs. But yeah, so
1: she decides, like, okay, I'm gonna do it. And then her and me would go. Miyako instantly starts clinging to her. Like, I think she's like, oh, yay, a new gal pal. Like, Miyako was just... It was just down, period. And... Right. You know, <laughs> holding hands to the tea shop and everything. And I think that's exactly what Yukari needed, too. Like, I... Yeah. I mean, it didn't seem like she had friends like that, to be honest. Like, she was interested in that other guy, that classmate. What his name was? Hero, Hiroy- Yeah, Hiro. Hiroyuki. And, like... That was, you know, seemed like somebody who was her friend and who cared about her. She also had another homegirl, um, but the homegirl I, I, didn't home girl seem like crazy. she fucked with her yeah. like that.
3: Yeah,
0: at all.
1: Yeah, she was just like, oh, I'm doing me, it's, it's whatever. Ferris, you made a comment earlier about how you felt like everything was fast paced. Um, but yes. I think that's kind of the point, too. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's
2: the point. And I think especially when you're put in situations like that every thing does feel fast even though it might not be but especially being young especially like you know on your way to college everything it is fucking fast because it's like shit I gotta get my life together
0: yeah you know? and if I think and like I think... four years is not enough oh I'm sorry
1: <laughs> oh no for, for sure four years is not enough to decide what college you're going to I Me mean, personally I think that uh we, we should give kids like some type of like two year time after that before they we send them off just so they can, i
2: agree you know, i think have, i have like a program that. in between that mm-hmm. like, and to get an associate's degree that's what i mm-hmm. think I, mm-hmm. I agree. let me be president <laughs> yeah and then also
1: it's like the amount of time but before we just, and I get, so I get you, Carby, why she was just like, I I don't don't want to do the school thing anymore. She wasn't really mm-hmm. attached to school. It was just something her, she knew her parents. Her, were her right parents
2: her. instilled in her, yeah.
0: It's triggering as fuck. Yeah.
1: But she decides that she wants to do it with them and they're happy. George comes in and she lets him know. And I mean, he's like, oh yeah, you sure you can do it? she's like what's your problem like I thought you'd be happy that I'm on this <laughs> um so uh. like they're all figuring each other out um but I think that it's it's good that they were just so happy to welcome her in and they welcomed her in as one of their own and that was really cool and mm-hmm.
2: I did like that because I feel like most situations like this it like I guess a good example would be Devil Wears Prada when Andy gets on the scene everybody's like so against the normie working at magazine company and it's like damn y'all could help the girl like dress if it's that upsetting to see her wearing macy's clothes help the hoe out which you know all these people where it's like yeah they're super fashionable but they don't give a fuck about this girl and what she's wearing they're just like we think you're uh, you have an interesting look and and it's not like they used her either. They definitely cared about her as an individual. And that was really refreshing because I feel like mm-hmm. so many times when it's a fish out of water you know, story, they're like kind of rude to the yeah. fish.
1: And then the fish <laughs> has to work their way up to the top in order to have it yes. respected by the, everybody yeah. else in the group. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But no, it was just good vibes.
0: That <laughs> right. was all good vibes.
1: And so, yeah, then that becomes the start of them hanging out. We get into episode three. Um, They all decide, okay, so we're going to be working together. I think she's there after school. They decide to exchange numbers. Also, I want to note that when they exchange numbers and- joy said oh so your number is eight six seven five three oh nine i was like why haven't i caught that before like you guys are so fucking
0: <laughs> so- yeah, you got number. Number. Yeah. <laughs> i was like what you know about that damn song and i was like oh y'all so, <laughs>
1: so <laughs> funny. like mm-hmm. and so Sometime during this, you know, Yukari and Miwako have, were talking, and Yukari finds out that Miwako knows her classmate, Hiroyuki. And so Yukari decides that she's going to set up a surprise meeting between Miwako and Hiroyuki so they can reconnect. Because she knows that they had, like, I guess a little bit of tension but I don't think she knew that to like the degree of what to the that extent was. yeah because that was
2: like kind of I'm like girl you being messy
1: she, <laughs> is, oh, she is okay but thing about the first the the surprise meeting wasn't her fault but I do think that Yukari was messy for that because she did know the yeah. context was that her current boyfriend and her classmate Hero was basically fighting over Miwako
3: yeah so mm-hmm. she knew
1: so she knew that much but she i guess she decided like she knows hero was a good guy and he really actually is you know like he's not yes. the type you know he's not that type like and he does so she would figure you know hero probably does really care about her and deserves to see her uh, like at least one last time or something or like, just to check up on her so it was a sweet thing to do but without consent is kind of like is kinda it's kind of mean Not it's messy
2: it. It is. i'd be a little bit bothered if my. Friend did that. I'm like, but, no, like, but
1: Miwako was so like naive and stuff that she was kind of just happy yeah. to see her her old friend.
2: Yeah, she was. I think mm-hmm. with a different person, it would have granted different results. But yeah, because a bitch like, like a- me,
1: <laughs> I'm like, you know a- my man is gonna feel some type of way. Right? That- that- Why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> and she said, "Don't worry, I won't tell him a thing." I was like, "Oh, you know
0: exactly oh, what you, you is do. a sheisty bitch." Like, all right <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like oh yeah wait till I tell George I was
1: playing. no it was George George passed them oh, on right their way she. there Yeah, yeah and yeah. Oh, yeah. she was, she and he, she was calling out his name George George and he didn't turn around at all he goes at do you know all, that guy honey. she goes oh I thought I did and then while she's walking she's in her head like wow fuck, he didn't turn around when I was calling him. (laughs) And as she she stood, because it's like, why was he, why are you acting like that? Um, so then she goes back to the atelier and she he says, you know, well, maybe I was jealous. That's why I I just thought that shit
0: was sexy. I was like,
3: Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Georgie. And then he pushing (laughs) her up against the walls on the staircase. Shit went down on that staircase in this.
0: It, it could have been me. It could not have been me. And
1: then I don't think they make out at the scene, but they get really close. And he's like, oh, so, you know, what you trying to do? And she's like, well, I just want us to become closer. And he was like, oh, yeah, how close? And, close. <laughs> and then, um... <laughs> her phone starts ringing and he goes well why don't you pick that up might be the guy you were with earlier i'm like oh my god like not him being this controlling and they literally like just met so that's yeah so that's a little that's that's a bad trait with george number one but also she ain't shit either she's i think they
2: brought it out of each other like Mm -hmm. have you ever seen somebody and just been instantaneously horny I think that's what happened with the both of them because I'm like y'all touching on each other a little bit too much for people who don't know each other but that's some teenage hormones man yeah Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and it was like not only
1: were they horny for each other they were like unapologetically like kind of angry with their
2: their feelings mm -hmm. with
1: each other Like, so and trying to like
2: push the other one's buttons. It was like Mm -hmm. it was like a test of the wits and genitals. I don't know what was going on. And a Gemini versus an Aries that sounds
1: legit, like
3: like yeah it does yeah. <laughs> like they just sound like yeah, gemini's are lot. known
1: for their their quick-witted mouths um their mm-hmm. smart ass mouths
3: mm, and so saying smooth. crazy
1: shit um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and aries are yeah are exclusive and in kind of like needy in a way like a baby mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Of thing mm-hmm. yeah, they are. yeah so like they were doing that to each other mm-hmm. and it was yeah the back and forth was crazy okay. all right okay. and so episode four you really start to see uh, Yukari get really serious about starting to help them with their vision. So again, these kids are entering into a contest in Gazawa Arts Academy. That's the school that they go they go to, and there is a fashion contest where the winner gets a scholarship. So they're all working on this project in hopes that George will win the scholarship, and you know do whatever he pleases as a designer with that. So they're all working really really hard on that and Yukari starts to see their vision and she really wants to help as well and so she starts asking oh can I do things or and like dedicating a lot of her time skipping Mm -hmm. cram school like she's really heavily invested so at some point George is like can you return my books back to the library and she's like why don't you do it and he was like oh because you go there every saturday and she's like well i haven't been going there because i want to be here so do it
0: yourself that shit was so aggy i was like oh she starts
1: fights with him and he entertains (laughs) it or like or he aggravates her more by just ignoring her
0: Gaslighting the fuck out of her
1: oh and then he rolled over he was like all right well i'll do it myself and then rolled over like i'm not (laughs) about to argue with you guess like mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: i'm not about to <laughs> argue with your goofy ass <laughs> right like
1: and that shit makes her angrier and yeah he just starts you know then he wakes back up and he decides to just work on the beat work and, and stuff like that they kind of just blow the argument over and then kind of have another argument later on about her will i guess this, this is when he you know they start hanging out together at the house and then he goes oh so you just do whatever I want oh so you know you don't have a any thoughts of your own like you keep saying oh I'm the reason you're skipping school but you haven't you have a choice you chose to do that you're putting everything on me and that's not really cool like I I don't really like girls like that either like I like girls who have their own mind and that really that hurt her feelings bad but it wasn't wrong it wasn't wrong It wasn't wrong to say, because I mean, if I was George, I would feel some type of way too like, oh, you're making me skip school like no I'm not, you know, I didn't ask you to do all of that. But thanks, (laughs) you know.
2: Yeah, don't make it seem like I'm the big bad wolf because you're using, you're using me and my friend group as a catalyst for you to have your teenage rebellion, essentially yeah that
1: or like basically Mm -hmm. escapism right like she yeah there was
2: escapism
1: uh... go ahead no 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 like she just she wanted to escape the the pressure of going to school and the pressure of making her parents proud and and she was just sick of it all and so being with them kind of helped her escape from thinking about all those things and that's why she kind of dropped everything and he and he noticed that too and he didn't like that and he was not wrong for calling it out. Was it? Sh- was his words sharp? Yes. But I think she also needed to hear that. But I think it inspired her to do it the wrong way. And I'll get into that in a second. But what was you saying?
2: No, I was just saying that I understand that what, you know, with the teenage rebellion and stuff like that, but it's like, she kind of doesn't really take uh, responsibility or accountability for things in her life. I understand being with super um, protective or, you know, just hard parents and, you know, it is easy to just be like, well, I'm with these new people and we're working on this thing, so I can't it's like, well, you can if you want to or you couldn't, but you, you shouldn't be saying like, oh, it's, it's because of this. No, it's because you want to and you kind of don't want to admit that you wanted to. She never like it took a while for her to step fully into her stuff and that was just a bit agitating yeah and what pissed me off
1: is that yeah she she didn't really have a sense of direction for herself so she was doing everything really flighty and on a whim which is such an airy street like I'm not I'm not trying to say like she skips all necessary steps to just do mm-hmm. one thing and it's like you don't have to go this extreme all the time and that's another reason why they were constantly bumping heads because she was yeah, very extreme. She was very, she was very, I want what I want now. And I want, you know, and it was very passionate and extreme about the things that she wanted, whether it was in love, whether it was her goals or just making a quick w- witted decision without even thinking about the consequences.
2: Consequences. So the yeah. next
1: episode, she fucking decides, well, you know what? You said I don't have my own mind. Well, let me really show you. I don't, I got my own mind. I'm going to run away from home and come be with, live with you guys um so i can really dedicate myself to the stuff and And ain't
2: nobody tell you to do that nobody told told her to do that so she just
1: left her house packed her bags and they're all at the picnic and they're discussing her skip school and they're like and honestly our she was like what is wrong with you
2: (laughs) yeah if the punk is like girl you are being too rebellious that's the issue. Yes, that's <laughs> you not crazy. Ne- no, for real. You need to like seriously sit there with your thoughts. If the person who is anti-everything is like, girl, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you fucking up. <laughs> exactly. And Mimiko is like, ooh, yay, stay with me. my God, yay. <laughs>
1: Isabella just chewing on her sandwich, like, oh, that's a different turn of events. And then our she's like, George, <laughs> talk to her. And he's like, Well well if she makes her own decisions then she's her own person she can do that I'm like okay he don't care as long as she don't stay in the studio she was like I'll just stay in your studio he was like absolutely no you
0: won't he said (sighs) not stay in my studio
1: (laughs) was like well I'll pitch in he's like it's not about money that's about that's not where you people live that's where I create you will not do that (laughs) period <laughs> he, 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 he was setting his boundaries he was like yo you mm-hmm. want to stay someplace who stay up with me you can stay with me i'll keep you company she was like uh she was probably like uh i'm gonna end up pregnant let me <laughs> take she, she want
0: to stay there i was like she did but
1: she took up RC's uh offered to have his place and i guess he was able to go back to his mom's house and chill out for a little bit yeah and this is when her classmate starts to get really really concerned for her hero is really contemplating like what's happening with her i haven't seen her at school midterms are coming and she hasn't been here midterm starts and she just missed it Mm -hmm. and he calls her and he's like what's going on like where are you like you can still make this test like they haven't they're testing right now and she's like nah i just got my first gig and i'm modeling really happy to yeah. do this. he was like i called your house and she was you know your mom said you weren't there and i was like what did my mom say she he goes oh well that you were just sick or, or something
2: and and i know that like, hurt her feelings for real, for mm-hmm. real. she
1: was like oh the enemy is playing hard to get huh and it's like uh girl maybe people just don't want to let you them in on your business and she doesn't know what's happening with you, you yeah know?
0: exactly and,
1: and so yeah like she was just <laughs> she's she's interesting like I said she's really extreme about because the then things it's like at
2: feels. that at that mm-hmm. point it's like were you actually were, were you actually leaving the home because you didn't feel safe or wanted or her or were you just leaving the house to piss your mama off even more
1: and I think that's what it is too like she was like well if you're not gonna let me do what I want then I'm gonna leave and you're gonna i want i want you to feel bad i want that to hurt you and she was kind of pissed off that she her mom wasn't in shambles about it
2: yeah um she was yeah. like that bitch be
3: back um
1: and so yeah she goes to she was ends up getting this gig under miwako's sister uh to sign for a job with happy berry which is her, uh, Miwako's sister, Mikako's brand. And, and if you don't know, uh, Paradise Kiss is also kind of like a prequel to the... uh. It's a also sequel. A, yeah, pre, oh, yeah, yeah. sequel. Uh, all right, so if you don't know, Paradise Kiss is a sequel to a neighborhood story where Mikako is the main character, and it's about her time at the Yazawa Arts Academy um, figuring herself out. Um. Mm-hmm. that was that's really cool that we get that character little cameo and it seems like you know she enjoys herself because the next episode episode six is all about this the shoot
2: episode six
1: (laughs) yeah it's all about her the shoot how amazing it goes she was so nervous but she did so good when she she goes back to the uh to the studio and she shows the pictures they look so fucking good
0: she ate Mm -hmm. them photos down i was like yeah like miss ma'am you really got a face like (laughs) face
1: card did not decline
0: decline and the fashions was was fashion i was like damn i want some happy berry clothes like right okay happy berry looks
1: cute very and that's one thing about this episode everybody look good all the time
0: like, I love everything Cole Mi-Ko wore. War. Yes! <laughs> you know what my favorite outfit of hers was? Was when she had that little bandana with them braids. <laughs> yeah, that was cute. I was like, bitch, you are so cute. You ate that. <laughs> I
1: think mine was like the pinstripe uniform. Like, it was like a pinstripe A-line skirt that had like a petticoat underneath it with a yeah. little tuxedo sailor so top. Like, it was, it was adorable. So cute. Very cute. Yeah, so the photo shoot goes really well. She even finds out that George put in the ear of one the makeup artist to, like, you know, help her out just in case she gets too scared or anything like that, which I thought was really cute. Like, he does do things that shows that he cares about her. You know, cold as he could be when he is, he does do things like compliment her and, and try and, like, little acts of kindness like that, so... I know she was really happy and she was juiced up after that photo shoot she was like oh I know I look good he's leaning into her her in the car okay like Mm -hmm. he's dropping her off first of all I just want to say like I always look forward to seeing George pick her up places like Mm -hmm. these characters like have a way of just pulling you into their relationship that's very very intimate like You know i love seeing him come through with the fucking (laughs) like with the drop top waiting outside waiting for her i looked up what car it was he drives a 1969 jaguar e-type convertible
0: oh yeah he got that old money yeah, he got that old money. And then when he pick her up, that little Bossa Nova music be playing in the back. I'm like, that is so cute. Oh, hey, you can't tell me that shit don't
1: feel good. You come out from a photo shoot, your nigga come pick you up in the drop top. They was driving <laughs> with their hair oh, blowing in oh, the wind. Oh, they kissing you. at the stoplights. Like, they <laughs> had a good time.
3: Like, and so he
1: finally dropped.
3: it. <laughs> because it's like
1: this girl is living my dream oh my god yes. he <laughs> drops her off at home well at arashi's place who's now what's now her temporary home she's juiced up off of the you know interview yeah. at the, the the photo shoot that she just had and you know she's like oh she kissed him he's complimenting her about how good she looks that day she kisses him and she's about to go home and then she's like but i kind of don't want him to leave so she tries to invite him out over for some tea also like before that he was like all right bye see ya and he yeah. knows he, he knows, knows. That was funny as shit he was like bye see ya she goes wait and while he's mid in coffee? the street stop <laughs> what about coffee like <laughs> like she <laughs> she's so and he knows that that when she's like yearning to say something but he he's such a verbal person he wants to force her to say it so he's not. He's gonna act like the cues aren't there until she says it, which I think was kind of cool because if you're if if verbal you know if you're love affirmation language, verbal yeah. affirmations like bitch you better say that shit, um especially because she's all loud and proud all the time.
0: So all right, don't know how now. to get to her. Yeah, use mm-hmm. your words, bitch.
1: He knows exactly how to get to her and does. So he goes in there. He drinks the coffee and he's like, oh, Well, thanks for the coffee. And then you know. She's so, she has so much pride that it kind of hurt her to let her, let him in and just be like, please don't leave. I want you to stay. And she breaks down crying with to ask that because it was, a, it was a lot for her. And I mean, like you were saying before, like, you know, she's not, um, she's still young and she's still figuring herself out. So I think her feelings are really overwhelming her and he stayed and he comforted her and, they hooked up i mean like
2: before that hold on because i i wrote this down he picks her up and says you um he says something about her feeling waste and says, "You sure you aren't missing any parts inside?" And she says, "Why don't you find out for yourself?" I was like, "Okay, Miss Ma'am,
1: facts." Like that is not virgin talk. You talking a lot At of shit all. for a bitch who never fucked before. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that shit is crazy as fuck. I was like, "Oh, these motherfuckers!"
1: Oh, well, they getting it. The tension yeah.
0: was was there. I was like, oh, "Yo!" And then the whole time she's talking to him
1: and like he's like oh okay there's a t- can you tell me if it really feels good and then she goes why are you asking me
3: that i can't <laughs> just say that and i'm like
1: you had a lot of mouth before but now you in the bed with him um, and it was nothing and then it's crazy because even her her dialogue is so fucking good like it's actually crazy like she's talking about like how warm he feels like how like her feelings how she's wishing that you know that moment is going to bring them closer like She is going through the fucking motions, and as I would Mm -hmm. too, because yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. because George is just that nigga, and he knows he's that nigga
0: too. Uh, I love me some Georgie.
1: I love me some Georgie too. And they hooked up, and she moved into his house the next day.
0: The next day, (laughs) immaculate. He dropped that dick. I'm oh, like, yeah. okay. <laughs> okay. Where do they do that at? <laughs>
1: you up. Even next day, girl. He even
2: like said some shit during Did he say like, you know, everybody's not gonna be like, did he say big as me or as good as me? Something like that. Yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh my. She had bags mm-hmm. packed, ready to go. I'm like, alright. Okay. This what
0: we doing? Honey.
2: That should change her life in one
0: night. I know that's right. Sister. I'm with you. Back <laughs> there, right in that Jaguar, get <laughs> I'm with
3: you. <laughs> oh shit.
1: Oh my gosh. And so then the next episode, episode seven, we're learning more about George and his commitment to fashion. We start seeing him and his crew at school, and them dealing with the teachers, and them setting up what they they want the dress to look like. And we start to see her and him more intimately at home where he, there's this moment where he's like sewing the, or beading the the beads on the fabric. And he had made a bead ring earlier that day. It was a really big butterfly bead ring. And mm-hmm. she liked, he put it on her hand earlier just to like try it on. And she liked it so much. She didn't take it off even when that was at home. And he was like, come on, take it off. Like, And she was like, no, I love it. But she knew she did have to take it off, obviously, to go to bed. And she's like, "All right, I'm gonna go to bed now." And he's like, um, "All right, bye." And obviously, continues what he's doing because he's really focused on getting his work done. And she says she spends that night dreaming a little about him and and, and dreaming about her goals. I guess she had a really strange dream where it was a mixture of. What, what am I doing with myself In a mixture of like yearning for George just for her to wake up and see him facing her and that made her cry and made her like bring herself into him and then during that time she sees that he made her a smaller version of the butterfly bead ring for her and that, and that makes her cry even more and she starts talking about you know the little intimate things that George does like he doesn't ever turn his back on her when they're sleeping in the same bed and how, you know, she wants to get close to him, listen to his heartbeat while they're, while they're like, close together. Like, she's, like, she's head over overkills for this guy. Like, is there's nothing that they could have done to stop. Like, they're going to bicker, but one thing about them, like, she's just going to go back to him. Like, that's that's her guys. And at this episode, Arashi also finds out about the meeting with Miwako after Hiroyuki tells him about it while he was looking for Yakari. So... Then we get into episode eight and so Haruyuki basically questions Yakari. He gets her to meet up with him at a tea house and he questions her logic. He's like you stop going to school you you're hooking up with this guy and you stop going to school like what are you doing that for like that's not really smart. Yes I get it you want to be a model but you know are you doing it because that's what you want to do or are you doing it cuz you met this guy and you think it would be cool to do with him and she's like you don't know me you don't know anything about me she's getting triggered back to that time where george also said that she's malleable and she doesn't know what she's doing and she's I just I mean he about. asked
2: the valid question and yeah he did and he did yeah and, and it was kind of a place of care. It's not like it was some random like hound to her like girl, you ain't in school. It's like this is somebody that you studied with and clearly cares about, you know, you as a person and and what you're doing. So like that question coming from him, it was it wasn't out of out of pocket, not in my opinion. It wasn't. Some people
1: aren't ready to be uh confronted with you know their reality reality, (laughs) confronted with your reality and that and then also it 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 crashed down her delusion because she Mm -hmm. thought running away from home and doing all those things was the right thing and then just to come out come from she's realizing she's just adding another layer of delusion on top of her trouble that she
2: has to wade through because i'm like you could have done both you could have been a model and still going to school like
0: it's not Mm -hmm. like you
2: were modeling the whole 24 hours of the day your other friends yeah they be skipping class sometimes with they ask to still be going to class so like you look like the big ass goofy and not (laughs) not going to school i'm sorry right and then at least Mm
1: -hmm. go to cram school for a little bit like you can go to cram school and then leave like early or something but just she's not she's not doing it at all and so yeah so you know she she cries and then she goes back to the house um and that's when she meets george's mom and she learns about george's mom you know basically regretting she didn't say that she regretted it but she says that if she didn't have him she would still have a life quote unquote and she takes that the wrong way she's like how dare you say that george is important and George is uh you know special and I'm glad that he's here well then his mom is like well you know I'm glad he's here too I'm his mom after all I gave birth to him I love him and, and it's weird Ugh. I do I don't <laughs> think it was wrong for the mom to have those regrets but I do think it was wrong to say that to somebody you don't know and I mean nobody... his
2: mom is also a delusional wino. so I think you know that couldn't very well. I don't you it know, could have been I her drunk, so.
1: her drunk mouth running, but yeah, you That's don't you I still don't was. say that.
2: It's still it was still out of <laughs> pocket. Like it was bad you know, manners. It was, it was bad manners.
0: Very bad manners.
2: Yeah. And, but and I don't think run. that woman knows how to act. And it was also an interesting juxtaposition between her and the uh model agency um woman who was a former model where it's like, y'all are the same age and you're still like She's not living her best life. Georgia's mom is not living her best life. She no. has a lot of regrets. She has a lot of wants, you know, she's got to be at least in her, what, 40s, maybe, maybe 50s.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, she's still on movie. the
2: young younger side. She was side still on the like,
1: young side. She was like probably yeah. in her, somewhere in her 40s. And she's, 40. yeah, she's not living her best life. She's watching her peers, you know, running their best modeling agency you know, she all she does basically is get drunk and wait for George's father to come around and drop some money for her, and Probably to, to take.
2: hmm And <laughs> she, yeah, she just yeah. basically
1: sits around and gets drunk all day and hoping <laughs> mm-hmm. that she will like her old vigor will return. I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And yeah, and then I think Yukari once after meeting Yukari, she starts to see why George said what she what he had said to her um and she's like you know what I see why you you wanted you want a girl with your own with her own mind and makes her own decision because look at your mom blaming you for everything that's happened to her or Mm -hmm. or blaming your father for everything that's happened to her so she's Mm -hmm. like you know what I'm gonna prove to myself and to you that I'm not that type of girl and she moves back home to confront her mom
2: and get packed up real quick (laughs) mm-hmm Real quick. <laughs> oh, but her two
1: suitcases. so episode nine you see yukari go back to her house and her mom lets her in and she's like you know i won't come in unless you talk to me and let and listen to what i have to say and her mom is like you know what it's fine but i'll listen to what you have to say but you just got to come in and they have this agreement that if she does good in school then she will meet with the modeling agency to let her model but she has to do good in school and she has to graduate well, which is decides, fair. it's fair and so Yukari decides this is my motivation to go fucking hard and she does she spends literally all of her time just get just going in and like figuring out what she wants to do and before you know before that I think she and George had a little spat That's when he had uh, said all those things that he said to her. So she wasn't seeing him for a while. She hadn't seen him for a while. The days are going by. She's looking at her phone, hoping that he's going to text her. He doesn't hit her up. And she doesn't hit him up either. And she gets really fucking busy. And she barely sleeps so she can study till she passes out. So I think about a week passes that time that she was away from home and like probably about four days or so since she was away from George. Yeah. And so one day she's walking outside of school and she's tired and she goes, you know what? Like, there's something that she said, hold on. She said, I'm all right. All I did was lose a love. Even without George, the city is still overflowing with people. My days are busy and nothing will change. But why do the lights still look like they're in black and white just because one person isn't here? Like, she really, really she fucking fuck loved George. George. Like she loved George, she and it, that George. time away from him, like focusing on herself, she st- she should have felt proud, but she still felt like really lonely. Something was missing. Lonely, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And
0: yeah.
1: so she goes outside and she sees the front of his car, and she Ooh, she like,
0: started
3: running. <laughs> Girl,
1: she started running. She runs over <laughs> to see this dude, like literally sleeping in the front seat and the first thing she does is just swings her body over to you know the door on you know the passenger seat and he's (laughs) he's sitting there just sleeping and he doesn't get woken up until he gets a call on his cell phone he wakes up to take the call and this part really like i it was just the little things about this relationship when he wakes up immediately he sees her the first thing he's doing is putting his arm around her on her back and he's rubbing on her like talking to her you know talking on the phone and then notice like oh like she don't look too good like she looks like she's sick and then he's screaming like oh are you okay are you okay and the next thing you know she was waking up in the hospital like and it was it was crazy then they start arguing in the hospital you know she figures out (laughs) that she's anemic or whatever and she hasn't having sleep so that's why she was you know passed out And, you know, she goes, you never called me this whole time. That's all I did was think about you. And he goes, well, you didn't call me either. You didn't call
0: me. Yeah, he said, phone works both ways, shorty.
1: Honey, he said, I even (laughs) turned my phone up for you. I I turned my phone up and I don't do that for nobody. And and you still didn't call
2: me. (laughs) I was like, they both were petty for that. They
1: were both They were both petty. But the thing about George is that I, I will give it to George that he, no matter what happens, he gonna pop up
0: yeah you know yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. It, it takes george popping up for her to let everything her let her guard down and be like damn like i missed you and i hate that and i hate that for the both of them to be honest mm-hmm. you know me too in episode 10 we start learning more about isabella and her past in connection to george uh, uh isabella
3: is really really so sweet
1: yeah <sighs> isabella was is it basically a trans woman we learned mm-hmm. that Isabella did not was not really able to grow up trans the way she wanted to, but George made a space for her to be herself, um, and represent herself in the gender that she wants
0: to. And I love that. Oh, I know that was really so weird. sweet. First of all, I've said this in the group chat, I don't know if you <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah. little George came over there and was like, Hey, happy birthday, and then she was. <laughs> She was like, wait a minute, that ain't my damn birthday. And then he was like, child, anyway, where did Don on at? <laughs> and I was like, what does this little nigga know about Don on And then <laughs> and, and, and it's like, yeah, little nigga, you're gonna eat this, you gonna drink this Welch's sparkling you drinking? and you gonna you're gonna like it with your little strawberry cake. And he was like, Oh, this ain't on champagne, that damn Sebastian. I was like, You're only like what, six, eight years old? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, be fucking for real, like you are a kid. What do you know about? Yo. What do you drop her on for? Like that yo, is crazy.
1: Yo, she she was like,
0: <laughs> he was like, hello, excuse me. <laughs> be for real. but I think my favorite part was when he um surprised her with um the dress. One. Oh my god! And then he was like, uh, and then Isabel was like, no. I can't wear that. Boys don't look good in dresses. And George was like, says who? There's not a law on that, dude. He said, put that shit on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isabella put that shit, that shit on. on. And, <laughs> and you could tell for the first time how happy Isabella looked. Like, Isabella looked so cute in that little purple dress. I she literally, so like, cute. I squealed. I was like, oh, Isabella, you are coming into a moment. Like, it's so cute
1: yeah that was so fucking beautiful you know what else I thought about what beautiful about like that memory between him and Isabella is like upon first meeting each other and realizing like you know Isabella had this dream that she was kind of killing in order to conform he -hmm. showed up and gave her a blue rose and blue roses are often symbolizing like mystery or entertaining the impossible and he felt like that just like represented Isabella so much because of that that he dyed a blue rose. And then we later on get that transition into them dyeing the roses blue for the dress that they're gonna make. For the dress. I thought that was really, really pretty.
0: I love that the symbolism was symbolism. Mm-hmm. And then after
1: mm-hmm. hearing that story, Yukari really, really decides to take a stand. And she's like, you know what? I wanna make you guys. I want to make you guys win like I aim to like rep- be the best model for you she says I'm not going to lose no matter how hard it is I'm not going to run away and watch me use this hand and capture the future like she wants to you know, make their dreams come to life even more than she already did when she first started and that I think that's so cute and I think it's like it's really telling how of kind of one the redemptive powers of relationships with people Mm-hmm. the series like how people can inspire you and change you and push you to do better for good or for worse in a way and also like you know believing in your friends and the people that you love and and being a part of that journey with them like I think that was really really sweet
2: the power of friendship. <laughs> right
1: you gotta stand
3: Mm
2: -hmm.
1: so episode 11 is about the fashion show so she finally walks the fashion show the fucking dress was so fucking oh my
2: god i hated the The hair
0: hair? i hated the hair you hated the hair hair. i love the the hair i wish her hair was like either down or like
1: but I it was supposed to, to be hot couture. Like, and that was the problem about George's stuff too. He always mm-hmm. said that he had a problem because he wasn't a ready-to-wear wear designer. He said he was an artist and he wanted his works to look like art. He wanted his works to be a work of art. It, it's supposed to be like very... It's supposed to be avant-garde. It wasn't supposed to be some regular Degler hairstyle. He wanted to, it to pop. Like He wanted her to look like a garden, basically. And mm-hmm. I thought I like that you. the hair really... Added that whimsical touch to the
2: dress. Me too. I do too. I agree. I love the whole look. I the love you down to the and the
1: details and everything. They beat the beautiful. shoes. They beat a whole ring for her. the The silk gloves with the lace pattern on it. The little beads onto the dress, like
0: with ruffles, and it was. Uh, I loved everybody's faces too, because it was just like, damn, like she, like. Because she looked so beautiful and everybody knew she looked beautiful too. They were just like in awe. And just seeing um Mikawa, like, like, oh Caroline, she's so pretty. Like mm-hmm. so cute. It was a nice moment to see. And, and was this a- was her first
2: time rock- rocking the runway too. Yes. She, like, oh. she did a good job. She
0: did. Did all yeah, that you're she doing? a good job she ate that. Okay, bitch, you're doing a good job. <laughs> you did a real good job I was Mm -hmm. like you go girl
1: you go (laughs) and when she was finished the way she ran into George's arms and he was just like thank you so much like you could tell he really appreciated that he really
0: appreciated that yeah
1: that was really beautiful
2: um yeah I got choked up there I'm like so after the fashion
1: show they all decide to celebrate entering this fashion show George did not win unfortunately he got second place and lost by five votes and Yukari more than anybody was really really upset about that and I guess she's like really competitive so she was really sounds like an Aries
0: Mm -hmm. definitely an Aries thing no shade (laughs) (laughs) If so, if yeah i want to know
2: anybody listening to us and be like these bitches yeah probably shit about
0: scorpios everybody was like oh so you got some smoke which i like yeah yeah i do actually <laughs> oh my god traumatized me i'm trying to put me an award like oh no,
1: but it's, it's 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 valid. I mean, and also she's like textbook Aries. So yes, she's competitive, she really and she's complaining like an Aries when they get when they don't get what they want, and so she's complaining again about how like she she's not it's not fair that they lost. But everyone else is like, well, you know, we're so happy that we entered and we got to see how hard work mm-hmm. manifested and and walked on the stage like we're just happy that we created together and that it looked beautiful and thanks. So. I think she was still getting really wound up in her feelings, which also caused her to pass out again. And while they were drinking and then she wakes back up in George's bed. And, you know, he tells her, I didn't like that. You did that. Like you were really complaining and complaining about losing and everything. Well, to be honest, and he was like, to be honest, this is a loss to them regardless, because even if I would have won, they wouldn't have gotten anything out of this. They were here supporting my dream. And I didn't like that. You were being a Debbie downer basically.
3: Mm-hmm. you know yeah. like he told
1: her that was really uh negative of her to do that and then she does that she did apologize and say that you know that wasn't her intention and you know then they start to kiss and stuff and try to get over it but then he, there he gets a phone call and it's his friend cowrie who was going to school overseas and she wants to see him at the bar and he gets just and he wants to go over there and tells her yeah i'll be there and here she goes she's getting pissy like oh you're gonna go see your friend like that's crazy in the middle of the night and he goes listen let me just drop you home and i'm gonna explain and he explains and i'm not gonna lie i'm not mad at her for being jealous at this part because yeah the, the way he explains kauri, it, it it's like the one that got away almost and i mean yeah. he doesn't say that either like he's like listen this is my friend kauri uh, I tried to hit on her and I tried to get her on my hook like all the other girls but it didn't work on her because she was so committed to her dream that she didn't have room for me and mm-hmm. I respect for her for that she accomplished all the things that she wanted she's abroad studying and she's just here to you know to to talk to me while she's in town for a little bit and you know I want to see her that you know that's my friend quote unquote
0: yeah I even noticed too like when he was trying to tell um, you party what's up Yukari was like why are you explaining like why are you doing all this like basically like just talking about her and it's like I get it like state your case so Yukari doesn't seem like oh you um, cheating on me with another bitch and it's like it's not like that babes but
2: I mean they they weren't together though like it's weird
1: because she's known as his girlfriend to everybody but she also knows that it's very, very much so possible that he could be dealing with other people because they have, mm-hmm. uh, and that's crazy because Kyrie brings up that, oh, you got a, well, who was that on the phone when I called you? Another girlfriend? And don't you got a boyfriend too? Which I'm yeah. suspecting is the hairstylist and or oh, Isabella.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I'll tell you why I think it's Isabella towards the end.
2: Okay, so- I got you. I got you. Which is rude, Kyrie. Don't be saying that. I mean, um, she just
1: said that he was gonna go to hell for being a womanizer. And I mean he not he, he I'm not saying he's going to hell, but he was a womanizer. And mm-hmm. we don't know about any other girls. Like I don't think he was dealing with other girls while he was with uh Yukari. But if he's known to have multiple people, he's usually, you know, and he knows he's that guy too. He knows like he can just get anybody he wants, like the way he, he deals. And he does uh you know, make I guess jokes. About you know having other women, (laughs) Mm -hmm. they're joking but not. I know that game, right? (laughs) So I don't blame yukari for feeling like, oh, what the hell? You know what I mean? And kind of trying to like set a boundary, but he's assuring her that there's nothing there. And whether or not I would trust him, if I was Yukari, I probably wouldn't. I would've been like, "Well, now nah, you bring me over there with you and your new girl." I mean, not you and your new girl. I would have been like, "Well, no, you bring me over there with you and your friend, and we can all have a drink." But oh, I um, felt like it
2: really wasn't her place to act like that. But I, I mean, we can't help how we feel. Yeah, I mean, if you're but if you're gonna be that mad and like hold it against him, you might as well act like that. You might as well,
1: uh, you know, ask for those type of boundaries. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at the same time it does seem like he was honoring her boundaries by letting him know the relationship between him and Kauri. So I don't really think I think he did respect her and her boundaries and their relationship with each other. Like if anything maybe he was trying to tone down his player life as you would say. So he Mm -hmm. can commit to her. Yeah he meets up with They They catch up and it seems like it's a good time. And the next day you know, you see George like kind of just like cleaning up after everything. You know, her and George is like in bed and stuff like that. And they're getting intimate. And here's a doorbell ringing. And the doorbell rings, 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 rings. And here it's like the middle of the night. And he goes to answer it. And it's Cowrie there. And he's like, What are you doing here? And she's, she's like, Aren't you supposed to leave like tomorrow? and so I'm sorry so then so then she was like yeah I'm supposed to leave tomorrow but I heard that you told somebody you was gonna quit designing what the fuck is that about and basically tries to convince him that you know he shouldn't quit but before even that happens as soon as uh, uh George opens <laughs> the door this
0: you Kari, is going she off
2: is so crazy she was out of pocket she's for like, that who,
0: she's like who the fuck are you what are you doing here like being so mean I'm like Burn. being
2: so mean assertive and it's like if, if that was like, if they were locked down, then that that reaction would have been warranted and appropriate. Because even even George told her at the door. And like, that's embarrassing. For the nigga who bed you just got out of, and it's another bitch ringing the doorbell, and he like, you doing a lot for nothing right now. That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing,
1: that's yeah. embarrassing as hell. I mean, but also what she was <laughs> doing wasn't warranted. Um, mm-hmm. Like, you would even let the girl explain herself. It was it yeah, was what different
3: it would I be different if so carrie was like i'm coming to you
1: as a woman right now let go by man
3: <laughs> okay. she's
1: giving the boy is mine monica and brandy okay but she's not doing that
3: <laughs> <laughs> like she's literally she's literally
1: yeah. just trying to help her friend yeah and, and you're going off on her for what without even knowing this woman and, yeah. and so he goes, you know what he goes, Kyrie, come in here. Act like you know, ne- like you've been here before. And she's like, uh, excuse me, I've never been in here before. Miss, do not believe him. I'm just gonna cursive <laughs> out about quitting. <laughs> <Like, laughs> Don't get it twisted. <laughs> no, right. And she didn't even owe her that explanation. And no, then oh, and then Kyrie starts getting mad. She's like, Oh, you didn't even tell me that you were going to quit like out of all people like i'm close to you like i thought you would have told me that and he was like well Mm -hmm. you know we were having the party i didn't want to bring down the mood and i want everybody to be happy so i didn't think about that you know and basically he would have been quitting so he can become a hair and makeup artist with his friend so he can support his mother his mother
2: because it's more consistent work because he doesn't want to do um ready to wear fashion
1: Mm-hmm. it hurt you Kari, so much when you know after that whole meeting was done he was like well listen I-, I don't know why you did that like that wasn't okay and I never hooked up with Kari, and cause she's not like one of those girls and that made her fucking mad cause it's like what do you mean uh, she's not one of those girls and what am I to you you know and that, mm-hmm. that really that hurt her she just like he was going off on her and she's just sitting on the floor bunched up in fetal position crying like I felt hurt. so bad for her she, her, that, that she had did it to herself,
2: though. though.
1: Yeah. 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 hmm mm-hmm. She got she she got so caught up. She got too caught up. And play stupid games, win stupid prizes, babe. We later find George meeting with his dad, and his dad <laughs> lets him know that Kyrie came to him and said, "If I secured your mom's financial situation, then you would be able to do what you wanted." And so I'm gonna give you that because your friend begged me on her hands and knees.
0: She was like, "That's your girlfriend,
1: right?" Like, no. Like, nah,
0: not <laughs> right. And it's no. crazy
1: because, like, before Kyrie departed, she was like, "All right, make sure you come to uh, to the parents. I'll shower you with lots of love and blah blah blah." I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past George to try to make a pass at Kyrie before yeah but once once he gets back out there but we don't no. know if that happens yeah. we don't know if that happens so it basically ends with there's a festival in town and all the couples go uh i think a little, the... bit, mm-hmm, a little bit before arashi and miwako got into an argument about hero hero and he broke her phone and all this other stuff that was crazy so nuts he was absolutely nuts and i don't think she was texting him anything crazy like she was just being friendly and what he found wasn't bad but it was still made him so mad and jealous that he broke her phone and he got
0: fucked up for that like don't break my fucking phone bitch
1: he tries to pay for it but she's like i already got it forget it and they decide (laughs) to like you know just let bygones be bygones and they meet up with hero and they all are go to the the festival as friends
2: again, which which I love that. I love that too. Yeah, too. Like he put his
1: jealousy aside, and I think yeah. that was like the really uh, mature thing to do.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh hmm Plus, he was in the studio singing,
0: singing his, his little sad <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Like, yeah, I broke my lady phone, but I still love that girl. Like, she makes me so sad. I'm like. <laughs> that's see Yo, it's crazy because
1: he's punk but he's a little softy on it. oh he's such a softy yeah
0: oh, he's a soft thing you can tell he's kind
1: of, he's really a good guy so i'm happy mm-hmm. that yukari and george also go to the festival and that's when they decide that that basically that would be them parting ways he said you know i'm going to paris and you can come and she's like nah i want to focus on me now and i think if there's anything that she learned from this journey with George is that putting you first in any relationship should happen you know mm-hmm. and that you know she she doesn't want to get and that she might get pulled into that hot cold thing and you know with him it's like relying on him for things and she might not she might not really want to get her heart all caught up in that like she wants more for herself than just to be some guy's girl but definitely, I think Isabel definitely sees George as a life partner, whether it's romantic or platonic.
2: Or platonic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can definitely see that.
1: See also. So they get on the boat and Arashi and Miyoko like, you know, see them off. And George ends up dropping off Yukari before like the night before. And she's like, Well, I won't be able to see you off because I'm gonna be busy. And he goes, You did that on purpose because you don't wanna see me. And she was like, Yeah, basically.
2: I gotta protect me. my peace. <laughs> yeah and crying oh I got and, tri-
1: I got triggered I but. got triggered too and he drives off and she balls like she balls crying yeah. and then you see <laughs> the pan to him and Loki, he's crying too because I don't think yeah. he did really love her I don't think he really wanted to part from her either and she, you know, she's she's saying while he's driving off, she goes, like the thought of never being in the leather seats of his car, the thought of never being able to smell him, to hear that the tone of his voice. Uh, like, mm. I wish you could just leave me something, like uh, to remember you uh, uh, because the thought of seeing you not seeing you again is crazy and I felt that I like I felt that like yeah there are so many intimate moments that she describes that just makes you feel like you're right Mm
0: -hmm. here with them too close to home to me like I was thinking about like past relationships that kind of ended like that where we had to part ways and I'm getting emotional thinking about it right now and I'll start crying but I remember in high school I dated this guy he was my first boyfriend mind you and he got accepted to go to um college in north carolina so we spent the whole summer together Uh and then it had to came it came to the day where it was the last day that he was there and i did not want to leave him like i really did not want to leave him so like he drove me Uh and then he got we got the car and then he walked me to the front of my house And we was just like, I was like, are are you, do you really have to leave right now? Like, are you sure? He was like, yeah, we have to part ways. Like, you know, we, you know, I'll still, you know, talk to you, like, and all this rest of it. I'm like, okay. And I kid you not, when he left, I literally like ran up in my room and I started crying. I was missing like every part of him. And then I related to that because he was my first for everything too. So... It was just like that attachment that I had to him. I didn't want to let it go because it felt too good. Uh And I I did love him. And, you know, part of me still does. Like, part of me still does not let him go, which is kind of crazy. And that's
1: kind of just like Yukari. It's years later. She's married to some unknown person. In the manga, she's married to Hiroyuki. Hira, yeah. But in the anime, it's some unknown person that she's married to. And she goes to a show where George is the costume designer. And designer. She wears one of the the dresses that he made. He Before he left, he left there a he box left. with a key mm-hmm. in it. And it, the key had hold, held basically
0: a storage device
1: where all of his creations was was left and those were his like prides and joys so when she seen that she broke the fuck down
0: i would have broke down too oh
1: my god i damn Mm you cried. she was like this is a comedy show but i know i'm gonna cry and then the series Mm -hmm. ends and i was just like damn i'm fucking crying too
0: Oh, I, yeah I got so emotional I told them I was I even tweeted I was like I just finished paradise and I'm on this toilet fucking sobbing like I'm in tears like it just it, it has a weird sense of making you
2: feel empty um mm-hmm. because we can't relate to having this jet set modeling lifestyle to f- to fill us up back on something that we're missing but we've all felt that and I don't know, it's just weird, and it like hits you in a space that like you haven't thought about in a long time, especially mm-hmm. like, especially like being that age. Everything's new, everything's fresh, everything feels so serious and intense, and it's just all emotions full throttle all the time. And Jesus fucking Christ! Yeah, oh,
1: I think dude. the series has a great way of, uh, highlighting how people grope for for love and fulfillment yeah. in different mm-hmm. places and sometimes mm-hmm. in people and sometimes in our passions I think that was George was he was very like he used his passions as his escapism to escape the thought the thought of you know also feeling like a burden to his family in a way mm-hmm. and she was using George and you know basically to escape her her life as well and her her obligations to her family and I think that their love for each other was definitely a reflection of them trying to navigate that and find themselves and they were triggering things in each other that they Mm -hmm. never got to explore before and that's part of the reason that they were blowing up on each other and stuff and it's sad but it's also beautiful too to see that in the end everybody did what was best for them
0: yeah Mm -hmm. And I kind of like find that. myself seeing myself in some person, you in you, Kari, um, especially the hospital scene, where like, you know, she's like, oh, I miss you, but you didn't text me or anything like that. You didn't call me. Like, I was waiting for you to call me because it's like, you know, yeah. Because I was like, if you miss me, like, you will call me to see if I'm okay or we had time apart. Why do I have to do it? Like, I don't know. Yeah, but-, but
1: at the same time, he was like, why do I have to do it? If I didn't show up, you would have never hit me up. You would have never seen me. And the, mm-hmm. the phone worked both ways. They were both <laughs> being
0: stubborn. I know. And I'm I mean, both it's crazy stubborn.
1: because we can say whatever we want about George's bluntness in the way that he talks to her and stuff like that. But at the same time, he was trying. I think he tried a little bit harder than she did. And he was more vocal about his feelings. She Mm -hmm. didn't know how to communicate with people. She didn't know how to to put down her pride to do things unless it was literally about herself. And when she was outreaching towards George, it was like in this act of desperation. I I think that, yeah, like both of them weren't kind of good for each other, but they were good for each uh other in a way because they pushed each other to grow in a way that, you know whether
2: they They wouldn't have been able to had it been a different person and I mean I guess you got to look at it both ways like George is a playboy George is who he is he probably is used to women what women clamoring over him and I think that's what his initial interest in um in in her was was that she wasn't the typical girl that he would go for and I don't know if that meant that he found that interesting like he wanted to mold her or he just wanted to see what that felt like because I thought that it was weird and it might it might not even have meant to be a slight towards her by saying that you know uh Kyrie isn't like other girls but she took it that way and I think we as the audience were supposed to take it that way or maybe it was because it did felt like I think maybe he was even projecting a little bit of you know, whatever image that Kyrie Kyrie had onto, I'm going to call her Caroline, because that's what she is. Caroline. <laughs> but, so, I thought that was interesting, because it's like, yeah, George showed up, but I think he could have been a little bit more um, generous with what he was doing, but he did give a lot, and I think I think she was just a bit of a brat too, but he was a brat. It was a lot of back and forth it was a lot of hot and cold and it was a lot of toxicity and it was very interesting to watch it really was
1: Mm -hmm. and yeah and they had a way of really pulling you into their relationship like you felt like you was right there it like it's crazy because the first time around i was like this was this is too much why the fuck did you do that second time around i was like hmm would i actually get would i fold for george and that time I around, old. I was like, yeah, I would have folded for George. I like,
0: George <laughs> is not hold you. No. Again, She would have came
1: out with the draw top, with the fucking the suit on, like, and I would have folded. Like, all of that hot and cold would have been, it would have been weird. But then also, we have to think about, like, how young minded she also was, and girls her age are usually. And I think guys are naturally you know a little bit more not as dependent in relationships as women are
2: yeah you know, so she mm-hmm. had that
1: she had that teenage girl uh want to soak you up yeah i want to soak you up all the time kind of mindset and so she had to actively like talk herself out of like kind of just being up underneath him even though that's literally all she was what well,
2: she did
3: <laughs>
1: yeah i think they needed each other I think they need each other bad, whether they liked it or not, and it was it was good for them. And I hear in the live action, she actually runs into George in New York while she's on a job, and then they get together. Uh, I don't
2: want them together though.
1: I don't either. I think it ends beautifully because they they make a solid decisions for themselves, despite the, the love that they had for each other.
2: Yeah, I think that I was think... the
1: beautiful thing about it.
2: I do too I, and I like that I feel like one of the messages here is it's okay to let things go and let things be as they are that doesn't make it any less special or beautiful
1: absolutely yeah. this is a beautiful thing I think everybody should watch the show especially if you're a Nana fan you need to watch the show
0: mm-hmm. I am glad I watched it it is stony approved and Annabeth approved, so Anna. well, except
1: Ferris. Ferris says she didn't really
0: like it. Oh uh, no, I, I feel yeah.
2: indifferent about it, but like I feel indifferent not because the story itself, just the way that it's presented. So I'm actually gonna buy the um the like anniversary manga and read that and see how I feel about it because mm-hmm. I kind of like the pacing was just like I'm like. This is like crap what the fuck is going on
1: I honestly don't think that the pacing is gonna slow down anymore to be honest like it's five volumes like it's not it's not it, uh, it is
2: but when you're reading you make your own pace or at least I do um okay. and I didn't like I do feel to, like uh, the, the
1: dynamic between them is gonna be as intense and as quick as it was like I don't think that I think it was I think 12 episodes out of five volumes is actually generous
2: that is generous I was surprised to find out that it was just five volumes and I'm so used to like shoujo and Jose series um having that one season thing I was like so is this complete complete and I was like damn it is good good for them yeah yeah so let's figure let's let's figure it out I
1: guess so yeah. I know I
2: enjoyed my time with the series.
1: I enjoyed my time. the I'm The really soundtrack
2: happy. was good. They Ooh. actually,
1: it's not an original soundtrack, but the Babies is a like a rock band. Yeah, who, they, I guess uh... gave them all the all their music for this. So it feels like you. This is like exclusively for the show. Mm-hmm. I think the OP slaps. We both have said that the ending slaps. Ending is very, yeah, cool.
2: France, France Ferdinand. Ferdinand. It, people, and really I love how it.
1: it would go into like dialogue, like some deep dialogue that she would have. Um, like reflecting what was happening to her, and then it would go into that that song.
0: <laughs> I'm like, you know, yeah, dance dance and were dancing and shit. George almost getting <laughs> ran over by his car. That shit was funny. Stuff.
1: Okay, <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean the
0: transitions is bad?
1: Every transition into the ending was good. Every no, one.
2: the like flowers and little animal things. Like almost every like five minutes is what got on my nerves. But other than that, I liked it. Okay. i liked it a lot i'm like i think we mentioned it earlier i'm like i'm glad i didn't watch this at the time that it came out because i would have been out here no looking for a george somebody. <laughs> girl because yeah i was still play fighting and pretending to be naruto characters at that time so <laughs> oh <my> God, please. <laughs> it was crazy because at the
1: time that this came out or, or so I was definitely reading like um whatchamacallit Nana and stuff like that like Mm -hmm. I had no business reading that at that age I think yes it this is this is why Jose is Jose this is why this is for older women. yeah
2: it is for older women (laughs) because
1: ain't no way a, a young girl is gonna see this relationship between her and George and not think this is this is cool, like you know what I mean. Because even me as a young an adult, I'm like I'm glamorizing this right now, but I know it's not right. But I know it's not right. And Versus a young girl, a- yeah,
3: yeah, she would have been they like, let me get
1: a guy with like that.
2: Mm-hmm. Let <laughs> me let me get a guy with a drop top who want who want to be hot and cold, okay? Like okay. And I feel like that was such a big trope in young adult and it, um, media, like Twilight and Gossip Girl and vampire diaries where we were shown like these guys that kind of like toyed with feelings and were almost borderline mean but like we were supposed to be attracted to that it was a very strange time glad I'm glad I'm not a teenager now either everything's terrible when you're a teenager Mm -hmm. so much yeah, because I
1: can't tell you how many times I made an uh, anime or manga like the epitome of my personality. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I was on Peach Girl bad. <laughs> okay, I was on Peach Girl real bad. And this was I think I i had a, I, I had a thing for love triangles like at the time and I was just like, yeah, well if one won't do, another one will. You know, Period. So I got into a lot of in my teenage years I got into a lot of love triangles. it was really interesting like I, I do think young women are impressionable and you know these things might not be <laughs> great for mm-hmm. them to consume. But damn, as an adult, this actually this shit actually hits even better. So yeah, it does. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm happy I watched it again, and I'll probably watch it again and again and again. And I'll get the manga and the DVD, and I'll watch it again, and I'll
0: make other people watch it with and me it again and again and again. I might have to watch. And nobody it again.
2: talks about this. Like I don't see a mm-hmm. lot of YouTube deep dives on it, and I was really surprised because there's so much to be said. Of- relationships fashion parental expectations there's so much that can be discussed Mm -hmm. absolutely
1: Mm -hmm. absolutely and i'm i'm just happy that we did this and you know i know it's valentine's month and we're supposed to be in the field of love but i think this anime is a good thing to say you know we should appreciate things as they are and for the time Mm -hmm. that we have them and that's also good too and sometimes we don't always have to have a relationship that's you know lasts forever it's okay to enjoy people for where they're at in your life right
0: now yeah some people are meant to be for a season sometimes and that's okay Mm -hmm. let that shit go
1: let
2: that shit go if I'm you're trying. holding on to something right now, let that shit go. Richard,
0: if time. you were overhear this at some other time, I still like <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry.
3: I can't
1: yeah. let it go. I, I'm so sorry, yeah. I mean, and I hopefully that inspires you to look at your own relationships and, and think about what you want and put yourself first, just like they did.
2: Follow your passions and dreams and find those passions and dreams
1: at all costs at all
2: costs um i wanted to get into i want to talk about isabella and the character that we know not much about but enough and i kind of just want to have a bit of a discussion about how she's treated and Crimson I know you said that you had a feeling that like that might be you said something earlier like with um what about, Kyrie said
1: oh about how Kyrie said don't you have a boyfriend as well and mm-hmm. i i think that Kyrie is 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 doting to Isabella and i think Isabella and and George have a relationship together and that's why they're mm-hmm. also going out. But I think Isabella mm-hmm. is kind of lax and doesn't mind if George
2: has relationships
1: with other people.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, I noticed in a lot of anime and stuff, like it feels like they want to be inclusive, but maybe they're not allowed to. So it always has to be some slight. And I kind of clocked Isabella right at the beginning when Caroline met her because I'm like why would you faint just because you see this tall woman I'm like um I get it
0: Mm -hmm. and
2: all of her friends around her are affirming her gender but when she's at school the teacher refers to her as mister and then there's also a conversation that she has with her family's living butler Sebastian where he's kind of like, well, I don't really know what to refer to you as. And she's like, well, this is, you know, the name that I like and that I've chosen. And he's like, well, that's kind of hard for me. And I can't remember what name he said for himself. And then Isabella was like, oh, that would be difficult for me. Oh, I see what you mean. I'm like, no, that's not the same though. Because he doesn't actually Mm -hmm. want to be called that. He's just trying to say how difficult it is to call you that, which I'm sure it is if you raise the child, but it's like, that's what that person wants to be called and acknowledged as. And when they're talking about their future plans, um, they mentioned that when Isabella goes out on her interview, I guess she dresses as a traditional male and she has on like a business suit. So it's sad to know that even like in the fashion world that that wasn't being respected. And I don't know if it's the time, if it was the localization of the dub, if it was Japan's, you know, culture in itself, or if it was a combination of all three. But I'm like, y'all were almost there, but I'm like, it, are y'all showing, was it being shown to show how people are and can be accepting and how people can't be accepting? Or within this piece of media, was it not really being accepted?
1: I think does that make
2: sense?
1: I think it was accepted in the piece of media. I think it was trying to portray Isabella as we don't we don't know much about a lot of the other Paradise Kiss members. I think we know as much about Isabella as we do Arashi and Mm Miko. I think yeah. I think that you know each of them had their own role and their own things that are kind of haunting them or their own problems and I think for Isabella you know the reason why she believes in Paradise Kiss and in George so much is because he took that journey with her and I think mm-hmm. it did a good yeah. job at highlighting that and yet, and highlighting that you know even though she's finding sanctuary within her friends outside in the real world that she does have to still go through these problems because she's a trans woman and also yeah. it highlights how I like that the show and the brand is called Paradise Kiss because that's what George embodies. He embodies and he brings people into this world of li- of no limits and of imagination. Of You can be whoever mm-hmm. you want when you're around him. You can achieve whatever you want to achieve. You can be the best person and you are the best person. And he brings that out of people and people are allowed to have a lot of themselves when they're around him. And mm-hmm. I think that their relationship reflected that and how everybody on the team was so dedicated to his vision. It also reflected that. Um, and so I think Isabella going away with George to be his pattern maker also said a lot about her journey because it was like, you know, this is where she's most happiest and it's by, it's by his side. And that's why I said, I think that Isabella is his life partner platonic and romantic.
2: Yeah. And I love funny? that for them if that's the case Yeah, Me I too. really do. I would
1: watch it again, and I want all you guys to watch it. Tell us what you think if you haven't. It's a classic, so you must. <laughs> yeah, yes. watch it. With that being said, thank you so much for listening. As usual, yeah. we love to talk to you guys, and we will see you next time. Another episode of Anime's Anime. Bye.
3: Bye. Bye.
2: That's all that we have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to follow us on all our socials. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Anabase Anime. You can even shoot us an email at Anime at gmail.com. Again, thank you so much for listening. And remember to keep it sassy, messy, and weeby, just like we do. Simp included. Bye!